What's up, y'all? It's Uncle Tino. You're now tuned in with One on One with Germ. Oh, man. We are back. One on One with Germ, presented by Two West Boys, episode 88. I got somebody super talented that I got put on to a couple, maybe all of a month or so ago is when we got uh, when I started uh, chopping it up with you. Man. Probably, maybe so. My, my, my weeks feel like days. I understand so yours I and mine both. Yeah, my boy Uncle Tino, yeah. I, really Uncle Tino, in the building. What's going on? Why he gets his cool. sip? My bad. <laughs> cool, and we out here. It's, nah, you good. Sunday's a little gloomy out, but there's a sun up there somewhere. Facts. <laughs> it's always a sun up there somewhere. Yeah. Two days away from album release of Colorful that we about to get into a little bit later, man. How you feeling towards that, though? Surreal. Yeah? It feels it feels crazy. We've been working on it like five years. Like, this is year five. Wow. And we're, we're I'm just ready to get get all of it out. I'm ready to do the fun stuff, you know, visuals, marketing, merchandise. I'm ready to do all that. Concerts, all the good stuff. Hell yeah. I understand. Hell yeah. So how'd you get your start into the music? I know you had another MC name that we're going to, that I'm going to get into. Uh-huh. How'd you get into the music game? Um, I always just kind of grew up around music and my dad had a guitar laying around and we were always listening to different music and we had one of those like, like I feel like Every family had this, and I feel like anybody past our age doesn't know this. It's like that little entertainment system or whatever, where it's got the deck, All everything. It's got the the record player mm-hmm. on top. Yep. It's CD got player, the, the CD player, player, the cassette, yep. and then the rack down um, for the little crate for the mm-hmm. records and stuff. So, kids don't know about that. Nah, bro. I, I used to love that shit. I was just like fucking press the door open. Like, just See, what's up, the, little, the little magnetic button thing. Like, you press it and then you press it and then the door opens. It's, I bet that sounds weird just listening to what it is. But, the little glass door. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The, the glass talking door. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I started, I've just always been around music. I love music. Oh, shout out Dende. What's good? What's up, Dende? What's good? He's up on, he's running. There you yeah. go, from Dark Matter. Oh, beautiful. Anyway, so I've always been around music. My grandfather was a musician. Um, I didn't know him very much. He was a musician. Let's put it that way. But um, it's just kind of in my blood. And I really just always liked a lot of different stuff. But music was the one that I felt like I knew. As I got older, I was like, this is what I want to pursue a career in. And I think I had a drum set when I was like eight. And I really like drums. And I really like guitar and I knew I could sing, but right. I, I didn't really start singing publicly until I was like in high school and I started to feel a little bit more confident and all that stuff. And but yeah. So who were some of your musical influences growing up? I know you said your grandfather was was into music, but who were some of the people that you looked up to that you were like, damn, I wanna be like that? Oh, uh, definitely Missy. Yeah. Missy was hard. Missy was Missy's still hard. Hard. Always gonna be hard. Uh nice. Missy. Um, I like Wu Tang a lot. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't hear a lot of people say that. That's yeah, real. nah. Like I really um, like my I was raised pretty much like mostly at my grandma's house. Um, uh, while my parents were at work, so I mean, growing up, we were always there. And then my aunt, my uncle, were my current age. I'm 26, so they were 26 when I was probably about like four or five. Okay. So it's like. If I were raising my nieces and nephews, so it's everything that they listen to, I was listening, listening to, to it too. Right. And we listen to all kinds of stuff, you know. We listen to like a lot of like grunge, like even like Nirvana, a lot of Tool, Nine Inch Nails, Deftones, Limp Biscuit, Wu Tang, Big Pun, Fat Joe, you know, Ja Rule, of course, all the Houston OGs. So I mean, um, yeah. So I mean, we listen to all that, and then you know, my grandma listened to Tejano a lot. And a um, little bit of country, but I'm not a, a huge country fan. I gotta be. I gotta be in a big space listening to country. Facts, I can't. Facts. I can't be in the car listening to country. I understand. I like Casey Musgraves though. I fuck with Casey Musgraves. But yeah. So I mean, uh, and then as I got older, I would say like high school as a teen, I, when I really started to like write a little bit more, I started listening to more. You know, like Gangstar, Big, big L, uh, of course Tribe. Diggable Planets, De La Soul. Well, you was in the crates, crates. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was um kind of a little hip hop hipster. Like I was like, let me see what people don't know about, you know. 
was it? I was at Fushnikins. That one dude, he's fast. <laughs> um, and then Bone Thugs too. Of course. Yeah. So you was everywhere. Like I could yeah. tell it in your music. Like you are definitely a, a hip hop head just by the boom bap beats, the the slow down beats, of course the Houston beats. You could definitely tell this in your music, man. We we gonna get into it. You dropped your first project, your first EP, Pirates in 2013. <laughs> yeah, I jammed, man. I jammed everything, man. Damn it. Did you listen to it on Bandcamp? No, I listened to it on, on sound. I didn't know it was on uh Bandcamp. Yeah, I had, I had if I would have known, I definitely would have gone on Bandcamp. Oh, there's there's one more track on Bandcamp. Yeah, I seen I, I seen want... it was uh, on Mediafire, uh the unofficial. I think, listen. yeah. Damn, I forgot about Mediafire. Yeah, a lot of people. That was the day. Mediafire was the shit. Yeah, facts. If you wanted to transfer some files or get some that one. MP3 files, <laughs> you that was that the way. place. Mediafire. What was the concept behind uh, Pirate, man? Um, I just really wanted to... I was finally like, man, I'm going to drop something. Fuck it. And then none of the beats belonged to me. And I was 17 write, writing stuff. So I'm like, bro, I'm not going to be able to fucking buy no beats. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a real job. <laughs> um, so I just got a bunch of different beats that I like, you know, like pirated, quote, quote, pirated. Smart. So like, I was like, okay, but, well, and I had, I would have like a interest in pirates and pirate culture which is not a good interest to take because pirates were <laughs> fucking terrible <laughs> but I think I, I was also like into One Piece I read One Piece it's like I didn't read a lot of like manga or anything or I wasn't super into anime but One Piece was like one thing I was like bro fuck with One Piece because like you have like this determined ass kid who can stretch his body and he's like I'm gonna be the best I don't fucking care and he's just like super charismatic so I was like Pirates rule You know like, <laughs> And so I was like oh, I think it'd be cool Just to call it The Pirate EP I used to carry Like a pirate flag That I would set up At shows and stuff Like in front of my Merch table Smart So yeah, That's when you went By MC I Can Run man Yeah A long time ago <laughs> And it's crazy It took me this long To rebrand Like I rebranded In 18 and um, how'd that name come about? It was a joke. <laughs> it was a whole joke. It used to be Reverend MC. I can't run. Reverend MC. I can't yeah, run. obviously I'm not ordained, so yeah. I, I can't lie to people like that. Yeah. So, um, because I mean I'm an MC and I can run. So it's the truth. But um, I came up with it in eighth grade. We were just goofing off or whatever, and I was just I like to do little characters here and there. I like doing voices and whatnot. That's something people really don't know about me until they really know me or if they've known me from like Vine or some shit so I um just kind of went with this stupid little like reverend that would rap you know right. like most I feel like most pastors do anyway but um and I just stayed with it I just stuck with the sentiment and even then like I have like this little logo on my arm it's like a W like a little monster I'll show you in a bit yeah but um that was actually the logo for a band I wanted to start in middle school with my friends that we never started because we didn't play any instruments it's still in your it's still it's still there and honestly when I can cop that LLC that's the name of it and you'll see it actually as like my record label when the when the album actually drops nice yeah I was listening to track one, man, Enter the Subway, and you said you played ball and you was trying to be Yates. <sighs> Tell me about it. Yates was a tough one. The tough. The that's toughest. What I was like, that's the I was toughest. Like, Let me know. If you're from H-Town, you really know Yates. Facts. What yeah. high school did you go to? I went to Reagan. Okay, well, okay. Heights High now. Yeah. But I, I graduated from J.H. Reagan, so. You always going to be Reagan. Huh? It's always going to be Reagan. It's going to be Reagan yeah. to me, you know. So, um, what did you play? One, two? Um, I was on the one for a little bit. Mm. And then my freshman year, and then my coach was kind of discouraging and didn't know how to coach us, really. So I, you know, I grew up female, all that. So I played, you know, I played on the girls team. Mm -hmm. My coach didn't know how to coach girls <laughs> at all. He, Bum. Yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't. And so, you know, everyone's emotional and all this shit. So, I of mean, course. it's kind of like, it's like, look, dude, you can't be really talking to us like that. Like, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, grow some thick skin, but I got some thick skin. But I'm like, dog, this isn't how you coach people. You're just getting mad at Especially me. You're not, you're not telling me how to, you're not telling me how to fucking play. Yeah. So I, I'm. Was I started varsity and I was one for a little bit. He tried me varsity, took me out because I fucked up. I'm like, well, what do you, how do you expect me to learn? But anyway, Thanks. but I played mainly. Um, I could play anything from from a one to a five on the cool. Oh, yeah, because versatile. Yeah, because one, I'm long. Yeah, and I could jump. 
So they would have hey. me t- they would have me tip sometimes because I could jump. I got, I, hey, we gotta go hoop now. You gotta- <laughs> I've been meeting the hoop. All the all the the hoops are gone. They took them all down. We I gotta know. go drill one up. But yeah, I've been so, trying to hoop for the longest. Man, fucking same. I need to get some shoes. Man. But anyway, let me get back to Yates because I do this all the time. <laughs> now you good. So we had. I remember it was probably my my sophomore year, my junior year. You know, I know both Yates teams were were cold. Tough. Uh, we had lost. We were. It was neck and neck. We lost by two fucking points. Mm. By two points in, in the it, playoffs. Hmm? In the playoffs or no? Nah, it was just season. this was just district. Yeah. And I think we were tied for for district championship. So mm. I think we got second place. But fuck. And I know I want to watch that game now that I'm looking. At it. I, I know I got it documented somewhere. <laughs> Pull it up. Oh hell yeah, that'd be fucking. That'd be something to watch. I remember feeling that game. I had anxiety like no other. Yeah, that I can shit imagine. was wild. That pressure was hot. Hot. That was shit was something else. I can definitely imagine being Reagan and, and going to play Big Body Yates. So Big I, Body Yates. I already know the pressure was was super heavy and the anxiety was, it was super. It was fun though. Like thinking back, I'm like getting chills thinking about it. That yeah. was that was a hell of a game. Take you back. Hell yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Man, the beat on on the grind man was, was super <laughs> super duper tough. Crisis. But. I got it. What you know about Peter Piper Pizza? That's, Peter Piper Pizza? What you know about the Peter Piper? We used to go there all the time. Man. Like I said, my, my aunt and my uncle, they would take us places. So my, my uncle would always take us every Friday. I only knew about that. Peter Piper. It used to be, uh, there was one in the Heights on Shepherd and 11th. Mm. And it's now probably like a Tuesday morning or some shit. But it was, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it was definitely... A Peter Piper pizza. And you can kind of tell by the way the building is. Like, it has, like, this weird little, like, cone-shaped yeah, at the top. thing to it. Yeah. And But, yeah, we were there a lot. And we would break the machines. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> we would run the machines for them tickets, dude. <laughs> hey, give me them tickets, cuz. Yeah, hell yeah. Man, I want to get into uh, your first big, big project, Deadlines. You dropped, uh, what was that, 2016? Yes. I believe 13 tracks, man. Uh, you had different various producers on there. A couple mm. from my boy Baker Young. What mm. up, Baker? Um, you had uh, my boy Sheldon McQueen on the trap, man, which is probably my 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 favorite track, Late Night Lunch. That's one of my favorites to play live, too, man. Man, how did y'all link up? Because that track is tough. Wild. So I actually um, found his music through a friend in college, and then I kept up with him. It was... Um, I don't remember. I'm sorry, bro. I don't remember your album right now. I'm blanking out. But he had this one song called Gold Skeleton, mm-hmm. and it had this hard ass sample. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? And then this other one called Citrus. And there was I was like, bro, I love this song and I love the storytelling. Like, it was fucking hard. And then I just followed him on Instagram, and then he was doing a, a gold uh, Kodo mm-hmm. video shoot with Les and. I went. I, I pulled up. They're like, "Hey, we're all black. Pull up." And I was like, "Fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking meet my people. You know, I'm gonna go say what's up." And then you know we met. And then, I mean, I met a lot of people there too. I met Akbad, DJ Akbad, and Network. OG, hell yeah! Like it was just, it, it just faded. And then eventually, you know, I had actually did because I used to do poetry. I did a spoken word piece to his citrus instrumental. Mm. And it was kind of funny because he trolled me at first and he sent me the, a, a link and then I opened up the, it was a QuickTime file or a Windows Media, some shit. I opened it up and it was fucking, it was a Power Ranger or some shit and it was a fucking, never gonna give you up. And I was like, fucker. I was I was kind of mad, but then he sent me the real one. I was like, okay, I can fuck with this. Like, <laughs> But um, but yeah, we just, um, we stayed cool from there and then I was like, hey man, like I think, you know, if you want to do a, a track together, like I got something real smooth, because I could just like I heard him, like I like Facts. envisioned it, and then he fucking killed it. Sheldon, please drop some more music. I used to work with him. We're at waiting night. on milk, bro. Yeah, we're definitely waiting on milk. We just talked about that two uh, podcasts ago with my boy Player One. Mm-hmm. We please, Sheldon, drop the music. I want to. We, we've been it. waiting, man. I've been waiting. One thing that I did see, I mean, that I did hear, uh, man, that. Really was like, dang, they need to make a whole tape. You and Baker need to make a whole tape together. Sheesh. Because y'all, y'all production, you, his production, <laughs> you riding on it. Yeah. A1, man. I would love to hear like a yeah. whole produced by Baker tape. For we you. had um, we had talked about it a long time ago. And then he was getting his bread up. And I was in school. And it was just a lot of different things coinciding. 
and we weren't able to make it happen. And then I think I started, oh, that's when, that's actually around the time when I really started conceptualizing Colorful. Because I started thinking about that, I would say, like, around 2016, like, shortly after deadlines. Probably, like, months, a few months after deadlines in 2017, I think. And then that's when I kind of got, I was, like, not sidetracked, but I started to get a little bit more serious about what I wanted to do musically and how I really wanted, I guess, raise the bar and expand and really try different shit because, um... Uh, my best friend Andrew is the one who produced most of it and we were just kind of like feeding off of each other and like learning a lot from each other in terms of like production and um, just really taking I guess our art more seriously and stuff and then I told him I was like bro let's just fucking like album like we're gonna make this shit a fucking album and we did it which is super duper hard uh, what this project let me know before I get into boulevards is uh, you a little player. What you mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Hey, you play like me? Hey, play like what? Play a player. Don't give me that look. <laughs> I am not. I really, I'm really not. <laughs> I was listening. I was like, Dang. Wait, oh, okay. So, are you talking about Orange? Uh-uh. On on deadlines. Uh, oh, deadlines. Uh, oh, alibi. Mm. Oh, let me let me tell you back. Let me tell you the backstory to that. You, I was like, damn, that's. I'm gonna tell you. Let me let me tell you the backstory of that song because I, I one I I love that song. I w- I actually would love to re-perform it and re-record it because I was again I wasn't used to singing on the mic so much, but that story it's called alibis. You know, is because an alibi is like a uh, like an excuse. It's like something whatever. But the whole point of that song is to say it's it's almost a front, basically saying like, yeah, look, like I'm too good, but I'm the type to catch feelings. So that's what that song is about. It's about me catching feelings, but also being like, I guess, putting up a front about right. it. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, dang, real <laughs> like, man. Now, yeah. um, one track, like I said, Boulevard, it made me go back and listen to it a couple times. Super deep. Um, I like love you, that song, man. You, it's like you laid it all on the line. Uh, after you finished that, man, did you feel like a release let off of you, man? Just after recording that joint, I feel I feel it back in my chest right now. But um, yeah, honestly, because that was right around the time I really started to like, you know, I was spending a lot of time alone, and I was only really hanging out with like one of my other friends, and I was just really like finding myself and making sure I was like okay (laughs) you know taking care of me i was in school i had to take care of that uh i was out of a relationship that wasn't ideal Mm. and as it happens but um you know even when i wrote that i was like fuck you know i i literally like i think there's a well there is a lyric that talks about like i can only write at night something 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 whatever etc whatever i said (laughs) and i was literally at a red light like like freestyling like kind of writing these things down as i'm like able to you know as safely as i possibly can because i mean excuse me i mean because it's late i like to drive a lot it's my one of my toxic traits is i like to waste gas (laughs) but that's how that's how you create that's how you release that's how you just everything just comes into motion for you sometimes Mm -hmm. just for late night drive so i understand so and then that's one of my favorite lyrics too is like bounce bounce from 10 to 10 and end up on the boulevard so i don't i don't live very far from heights boulevard okay and you know from 10 to 10 you know there's i 10 to 6 10 so i mean it was just kind of like i don't know i I really fucking love that song i love the instrumental yeah that beat is tough yeah i just i love the cadence i love that it like with that project i wasn't so used to writing hooks yet so I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to just kind of keep it catchy in some way. And it's just going to be straight fire. It's going to be bars. And um, yeah, I really, I really love that song. That's one of my favorite songs. And man, just looking at the numbers, it was like the people really mess with that project. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Now I was performing. How was it performing that album out? Or did you get a chance to, mm-hmm. to, to, to art and perform? Oh yeah, no, I did. So, um, that was a. Uh, I feel like that song was the hardest to perform after my dog died. Like in, I think that was 2018, and it was like our first like packed out show in a while. Like it was me, 
uh, this other band of some friends uh, called Minerva. And then Yatu, I don't know if you know Yatu. I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're they're fucking sick. But they're good friends of mine as well. We all went to school together. Okay. So um, and we played at the little baby room, the green room at Warehouse, and we sold it out, which was fucking tight. And that was probably the, that was the hardest show I've ever played. But playing that album was actually really fun. And there were times where I got to play with the whole band, and rehearsing all those songs live was so fucking sick. And I don't know It was just a lot of fun That was a fun album In general Yeah Like I went through some shit But I mean honestly It was nothing more than just like Girl Trouble And of course you know Inner Work But it was It was a fun album From you know It's got the The ups the downs And even playing it Playing both of them live You know you can just perform it it was, it was a good album to perform Definitely got a lot of tracks That you can just perform Live That a lot of people Will feel mm-hmm. You worked with uh, One of my favorites Miss Lily Aviana 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 Excuse me And she always gets on me For that <laughs> And I always say it Like that too Excuse yeah. me Lily. I apologize Miss Lily Man how did y'all Y'all link up man You worked amazingly On Cherry Pie Yes uh, How did y'all How did y'all link up And she's on your new album She's yes. one of the two features On your new mm-hmm. album Facts yeah, so um wait, two? Nah. Just one. Trill, uh Trill Wave. Trill Wave. Oh, yeah, I thought you said she's featured on Twice on Twice. <laughs> no, I was like, oh no, my bad, bro. Nah, nah, you good. So um it's kinda it just kinda worked organically. So like uh Blue was the first song that me and Andrew worked on. Okay. Or he had already had it. He was like, I got a compilation album, I want other artists. Here's a song. And I'm like, I want it. And then eventually we're like, okay, we'll put it on this album. Then he sent me another track titled Green. And it was just the beat, of course. And then I was listening to it and I like wrote to it immediately. And then that's when we conceptualized the album. Fast forward, I was actually going to have another friend sing that part. But I think I wasn't able to get in the studio. And then it just kind of like, she got busy. She's much older than me. Not much older than me, but she was a little older older than me. She's a little older than me. So she's got shit to take care of. And um, I don't know if you remember Lita Styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was gonna be Lita. Salute Miss Lita. Yeah, yeah. Damn, it's, it's so I tell people Houston is so small. That's my homeboy. You know Tim Woods. Yeah, yeah. That's Tim. his wife. Yeah, that's what my up, homie. Tim? Yeah, what up, Tim? So super small world. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And then you know she got busy. She, you know she's doing her thing. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'll sing it myself. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. But I was like, I can do it. You know, I wrote the. I wrote the melody. I can sing it. It's right. not that tough. So, like, um, I think I went in and recorded it in 2019, like, in a, on a September Thursday evening, whatever. And then Lily was actually kicking me out of the session because we were in there too long at Baron. And I was like, oop, I'm in trouble. But then I was like, hey, kiddo, like, I heard you sing. Like, do you want to you wanna hop on this track? Would you be cool? And then, you know, I had no no issue if she didn't have an issue and then she was like okay just send me the song and then I sent her the song and she even told me that she was surprised that she liked it because she didn't know if she was going to and I was I felt kind of honored because I I feel I feel good when people who have never heard my music are just like fuck yeah Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I'm down so I was like okay cool and then we ended up recording it a few months after that and then the rest was history and Cherry Pie is still one of my favorites. Cherry Pie's a banger. Oh, man. Lily, it's time for some new music from her, too. Yes. And I know she's been doing her thing. Man, oh, man. Uh, speaking of uh, Miss Lily and Green, man, you've got this album that's about to drop Tuesday, Color Fool. Hmm. I like that the word uh, the, the play on name. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you come up with that? What was the concept behind this five-year process? So <laughs> I'll sit up. Ugh. So <laughs> it wasn't originally titled that, of course. Right. It, it, five years, there was no way that I was going to stick to a name. Exactly. I can't even wear the same outfit all day. Sometimes exactly. I have to change before I leave. Yeah, I'd be like that. So it was actually, it used to be called Coloring with Six Crayons. Hmm. And because there's a lyric in the song Blue, where it's like, we're colorful than other fools and coloring with six crowns. So then I eventually I was like, well, that's too fucking long. And it's this album is cool, but I, I don't want people to like look at the the name 
and then be turned off by it. Right. I already learned that having a, a funky ass name for <laughs> over 10 years. So I was like, uh, let me just figure it out for a little bit. We're just going to call it colors for right now, whatever. And then, you know, colorful than other fools. And I was like, fool, fool, it works. So then, and I'm a fool. We all are. We all are. So I was like, bro, like, this is how people know me. Like, I'm the, the funny guy. You know, I'm the goofy friend. So Mr. Silly Big Old Giggle Guy. So I was like, okay, we'll call it Colorful. And I don't remember when we solidified that name. But, I mean, that's just kind of how it worked out. And I was like, oh, and I can, like, change the spelling to Fool because Fool is it's the same shit. You know? all, I no. Now you drop four singles uh, for it. Uh, red... Blue, green, and orange. Uh, was that, did you drop purple as the same? Purple. Purple was the first. The fir- actually, technically it's not right the. Right here from my face. You Gucci. So it actually wasn't the first single that I dropped. It was the first new single that. I okay. Dropped. I had dropped blue in the end at the end of like 2017, and then we just completely remastered it so they can kind of like, you know, just a new, different version. So, and then purple was after that. So what made you sit on it for five years, man? You just perfecting it? Are you a perfectionist? Money, money, money. <laughs> Studio time. <laughs> um, that, I am a perfectionist, but also I thought when the time came, I was just going to be like, I can produce the fuck out of beat, take it to the studio, let them let the rest write itself, which is incorrect. So if anybody's listening to this and thinking you can do that, get out of your head because it's not gonna fucking work. Tell them again. Track them the fuck out. Tell do not overproduce a beat and thinking it's gonna sound crisp because it's not. It could sound a good way. You can. There's engineers that can do that, and that's what engineers are for. But very ideal to track out all your shit, no matter how much time and money it costs, because it's gonna happen. It's going to be worth it. Trust me. I sat on this hope for five fucking years. So it took me two years to write it. Hmm. And I think the last song that I wrote, the two last songs that I wrote were Red. Red took a minute. Um, and Indigo, that was just kind of like, I'm just like, this is going to be an intro. I kind of just want to say how I feel a little bit here, you know, a little bit of poetry here and whatnot. And just kind of belt it. Like, just like a, excuse me, just like a little rant song. And... And those were, even then weren't written past 2019. Hmm. So um, it took me a few years to write it. And then I I didn't even know what really to do with as far as like production sometimes either. I mean, neither did Drew. We were just kind of like slumped a lot. And I was trying to graduate. So I needed to get the fuck out of school and was ready to focus. And it's crazy. One of the songs uh, titled Pink... Um was another song that my friend Drew's band uh, called Indigo Young they invited me over and it was like freezing outside and we're like in the in the shed in the back and I laid down a part for that song and then eventually sometime in 2018 I believe no 2019 it was between there uh, he hits me up he goes hey I reproduced that that song we scrapped it as an Indigo song but I reproduced the beat and I put your vocals over it and it was really bright and like super like poppy almost like like some jb like justin bieber and i was like i was like this is mad different but i fuck with it and i want to keep it and i was like and i looked at him and i was like bro this could be pink and he's like and so then we just started getting cogs going because i think at that point we had blue um we had we had that we had green and then purple i produced myself at um at my friend uh nick's place uh, he's one third of yatu Shout out Chalupa Poncho, Poncho P. So, yeah. So, um, I produced that at his place around the time that I had just graduated and was kind of going through a rough time. And I, again, that was one of the things I was like, if I could produce the shit out this beat, it's over. But nah, not at all. <laughs> and it had like 27 tracks. There's so many fucking layers to it, you know, including vocals and whatnot. Of course. There's so many layers to it. And, we just um, I just ended up like Taking it eventually Cause I had actually I won studio time With the scholarship With the Baron scholarship It was, uh, it was um, Yeah So it was um, With the Houston Public Library It was the like a hip hop Something something scholarship 
and I won. So I got four free hours, and that's when I started to really record some stuff. Fine. Right. And then um, after that, um, I think I had like some hours to spare, and then I like threw some cash in, and then I was with Chris. And I'm thinking I could get this done in a month. False. Yeah. False. Also false. Also very, very false. <laughs> if y'all thinking you can get a fucking nine piece crazy ass layered Good luck. Five piece and a biscuit album out, you cannot. Especially dealing with Chris. Especially dealing with Chris. Facts. That's not in a bad way. No, no, no. Absolutely not way. in a bad way. That's, All good way. No, I just I'm just putting that out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Because we're over here getting hostile over like tell, <laughs> telling these telling telling everybody like putting y'all on game like for real like take your fucking time like and really prepare yourself to take that time. But yeah, and then so I was like, he was like, yeah. So how do we make this a song? Because what I did this was I was still kind of like dabbling a little bit with production. It was just every fucking noise. All the way out. Mm. So we had to like do a lot of chopping and I was like, okay, 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 like, okay, I get it. This is how I make it. This is how it's gonna, this is how it's gonna happen. I'm in trouble. I told people this was dropping in a month. So, (laughs) but, um, and then from there it was just, you know, being able to like work on it. I was, I had to, had quit a job and I got in another job that paid way less. I had to start from square one at a new job and then really work there and I'm still there. Shout out Juiceland. Um, and just, Stacked It's stacked And then I was playing Yeah and I was playing A lot of shows with Lily Like getting my talk box on And Just really Just planning Stacking All that So that's really what Took the longest And also you know Recording and writing What I didn't Or yeah Writing what I hadn't finished Now Indigo Opening track Definitely Um I listened to it with my homeboy. We were smuggling. We both said, hey, this sound like some 80s music. There you like, go. That sound like some uh, Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. It's supposed to be Napoleon Dynamite. I was like, I'm feeling that. Fun fact. I actually, I was Napoleon Dynamite in fifth grade for Halloween. <laughs> and I also, I also performed that song. Like I, I, I did the dance for the talent show in you fifth grade. You did the dance? Yeah. Oh, you the realist. That's one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all awesome. time. Same. You the realest for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have the wig? Yes. I had the boots. I had the jeans. I had the shirt. I had the watch. <laughs> I had the glasses. <laughs> I can only imagine, man. You used the talk box. And I was just thinking when I was listening to this album, how dope it would be if you did like, I was like creating like albums in my head for you, like a whole Baker <laughs> Young produced album, like a whole talk box album. Yeah. Dog, that'd be. That's next level. Um, that's honestly, that's something I really want to do like real soon. Not real soon, but it's something that I'm already like coming up with. Yeah. Because, um, it, it just needs to happen. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> Nobody it does happen. it. Yeah. And it's, it takes it old school. It gives me that old school vibe for sure. Mm-hmm. And then the first two songs, man, it definitely showcased your singing ability. Which oh, yeah. was super dope. And I really messed with it. I was like, dang, he can spit and he can sing. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, <laughs> we might have another Drake on our hands. Which one you are heard you? heard it here, folks. <laughs> what, which one are you? do you feel like you're better at and it fits you the the most, the rapping or the singing? Um, I'm gonna say it's that's kind of tough. I I'm not I'm not gonna call myself a trained singer, mm-hmm. and but I ah oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call it fifty fifty. <laughs> I'm gonna call it a draw. A draw. <laughs> yeah, because I mean I because I'm also I I really just feel like I excel at songwriting. Period. Like I can write. Anything really Like if I just sit Like and I've been doing that a lot You know as of the completion of the album I've just been sitting in the studio with uh, With Drew And even C.A. the Don Shout out C.A. And we've just write And we would just sit down um, Most most of the times on Sundays And just have like writing sessions hmm. But I started rapping uh, I like to think you know I'm a bit of an MC um, It's really It's really kind of hard to really like put a label on my forehead but you know that's where I started that's what what I'm true to but I I guess starting to I guess evolve in a, just an artist just a songwriter let me ask you do you feel like in the future do you want to be more of a writer or you want to be more in the front of the scenes like you are now I could do either mm, I don't okay. I don't I don't mind 
I know some uh, people, they say their writing skills are, are way better than them being an actual artist. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm way too charismatic to hide. <laughs> I'm going to put it like that. Like, I'm not going to say I love attention, but I do like it. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> but, uh, and I, I, love, I love being an entertainer. Thanks. If anything, you know, like I, uh, I've been a, a mascot for like over 12 years. So like I, I like to perform and I, I, nobody even knows who you are, but it's, I, you know, like I just really love to entertain. I love, I love to perform on stage. I love crowd interaction. I love just, I don't know. It's just. It's a rush. It's a rush. Yeah, I, I miss performing, man. I def, I definitely, I understand. miss performing shows. But we're gonna talk about you performing at one of my shows after the show. Okay, thank yeah. you. I got you. Play no more. I got, this is the second week. As a matter of fact, you just said you're a man. You were a mascot. Yeah. My uh, podcast guest I had last week, she was a mascot. Shut the fuck up. Who? Uh, Kamiski. Uh, she's a, a artist. She actually did a pair um, Air Max ones uh, for the city. I'm gonna show you. Oh, yeah. Where's she mascot at? I, in Dallas. Yeah, she's from Dallas. She uh, when she was in Dallas. Yeah, in high school. Yeah. It's crazy. So I was like, that's, <laughs> that's funny. Back to back mascot. It's a, it's a community mm-hmm. that people don't know about. Yeah, it's, it's y'all a little, little secret community. society. Yeah. I feel you because nobody knows who y'all actually are unless y'all wanted to be known. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Pain ain't nothing new to me, man. You and Lily crashed green the most mellow dopest beat on that did drew uh produce that yes he did oh man tell him oh drew you're probably listening a1 yes a1 yes drew i'm telling you did he produce majority of this album yeah he produced indigo um he did work on red but and and a little bit on yellow but he didn't actually no he just helped me record yellow I could be wrong, Drew. Sorry. But he did some help on Red, but he produced Orange, Pink, Green, Blue, and I think that's it. And then Slow King did Black. I did Purple. I did Yellow. I co-produced Red with Dende. I had originally like sampled something, and then I just had like like three layers of fucking snares and kicks. And but I couldn't, we couldn't figure anything out for it. Like it just didn't feel album enough. It was a good a good idea, but we were just like, mm, I don't think I want this. So I was like, I'm gonna scrap this. We're gonna just start from brand new. And we really wanted it to be, you know, like where after yellow going into red, it's like sort of in the same key, but different vibe, a little bit more melodic, all that. Now who was that that couldn't handle their gas on the uh on the end of one of the songs? They were choking. Was it an orange? Was it orange? Oh yeah. So <laughs> Cause I always like voice memos on the end of songs. It's always dope to me. Yeah, so that one That's also a song about like kind of putting on a front. That's a little <laughs> little bit of an ego song. So that song to me is about like getting rejected and also, you know, meeting people and they also have to like they say this shit, they talk up a big game, but they really don't mean it, which is something I feel like I wasn't really serious about like talking or like dating people or whatever. But there's been instances where I have like talked to people and they're like, yeah, you still kill, whatever. And then bail out. And one time I was at the club a long time ago and someone was like, I just, I just can't. Like they're looking at me, they're like, I can't, you're just too cute. You're like my little brother. And I was like, oh. So. That song is like really about just kind of being hurt by shit like that, but also it's just like, I guess it's the video is gonna really show the how ridiculous it is, you know, the whole feeling rejected. It's just like, okay, well, whatever, you know, but um, because I I use paper bag puppets. Okay. Yeah, and I Dope. I made them all. <laughs> I made them at work. <laughs> so and then the skit, it's uh, or the video is really helpful to that skit in the song, which I didn't drop on the single. Okay, because it's kind of hard to take in. <laughs> it's hard to take in on its own because you don't know what's happening. Right. So I'm hoping to get that video done in April, and um, yeah, and it's gonna just kind of help each other out. Any more uh, visuals that you are planning to shoot mm-hmm. off of this album? The whole Plenty. album or? Most, I want to do the whole album. We'll fucking see. Um, Indigo, I haven't had any di- ideas. Yellow, I've had hella ideas. Red, I've had an idea for a minute. Um, I'm going to get back with Barbarella Houston about that. <laughs> mm. 
So because I did start a, a fund to really save up to shoot there during the pandemic and then things happened and we had to change the trajectory a little bit. So I also want to get some videos going just to kind of show them I'm a little bit more serious. Uh, Green definitely is going to have a video. It can't it can't not have a video. I was going to ask. Yes. It needs a video. It needs its own. Yes. Orange is definitely having a video because I felt like that was like the toy of the album. Pink is definitely having a video because uh, Trill Wavy, shout out Trill. We need it. And he's fucking dope. He's doing his thing. Uh, let's see. Blue is going to have a fun fucking video. I have an idea for that. We started shooting the video for Purple with my friend Steve. Steve. Neighborhood Steve. We got to hop back on it. Steve. And then, and then Black, I didn't want a video. It's a very emotional song. It's a cover. Um, but it's also, it's really deep. It's really, um, I would say, compelling. Uh, I'll see. I have I haven't had any ideas for that, but I don't want to shoot anything and then it being too dark. And then I also don't want it to shoot it thinking that it's like, oh, did Tino die? Like, no, like I kind of wanted to to leave that one as it is, especially you know with it being a cover. You know, it's there's rights, and I had to you know make sure I had to check that box on distro. So. I understand. Now, what do you take? What, excuse me. Now, what do you want people to? take away from this album what do you want them to be educated on because i know i read you want them to the transphobia hate the mm-hmm. uh, homophobic hate as well mm-hmm. um which i did read your backstory and i was like oh oh wow did not know you're a transgender man which is yeah. pretty dope which is pretty dope because <laughs> you. you rap just like one of the niggas so <laughs> i can't I, you couldn't that's what i've been told ever, yeah. ever since before all that you know facts so i mean i was just like mm-hmm. i was just like rapping yeah um, so I would say that the main takeaway from this is, you know, talent's talent, music's music. It's all shapes, all colors. It's it's art. It's subjective. You can take it how you want. You can leave it if you don't, you know. And um, I just also wanted to like, again, I guess set a blueprint for music and and or transgender folks in music. And I've had I've actually gained a following of of trans uh, fans and stuff like that. Hmm. Which has been really Dope. fucking cool, I and I'm and I'm like now trying to like like hey like community like come that over man. here you know what I'm saying yeah. like like fuck what people got to say honestly because I'm really gonna do it no matter what and I love what I do and as long as y'all love what y'all doing you don't gotta worry about what I love you know yeah. what I'm saying so I don't know like I just um I really want people to you know really just fucking push those boundaries break down walls have fun uh get creative. And just like express yourself. Hmm. I love that. Mm. I definitely respect that. Colorful. Coming Tuesday. I'm about to say Wednesday. Coming Tuesday, man. And you put me on Trill Wavy. Oh my God. He makes me want to rap. Yo. And Pink. Super tough. He went off on me. He that. went off. Now I got to go back and go and jam his catalog. I'm coming for you, Trill Wavy. Oh, bro. Yeah, I'm coming for him. Go get him. I'm, I'm going to get him. Trust mm-hmm. me. He pretty and we dope. got more shit coming too. Oh. Yes. Because we did that Still Not a Player remix. I remember. I oh, yeah. We got your, we got more. On your Apple Music. Mm. I did my research. I, I didn't get to to listen to everything. But trust me, I did my yeah, due diligence. No, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did my due diligence. I do want to ask, you going to make a whole R&B album? Maybe one day. Mm. I, it's definitely something I want to do further down the line because as I'm progressing on testosterone, my voice isn't solid. So I have to like keep training myself and I have to do, you know, I still have to warm my stuff up, my vocals, you know, sometimes my voice cracks. I'm literally in puberty. So <laughs> I want to, um, I, I do practice singing every day, especially when I'm on my way to work. I practice singing. Uh, I sing at the studio. I haven't really been singing in front of a mic, which I need to do again soon because right. I'm about to start doing some shows. It's time. It's it's time. Yeah, for World's real. Opening real. back up. Yes, definitely. So, um, R and B album, maybe one day. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where where R and B is at. Facts. That is when, when when it's time for that. I think I want to do a, a little talk box project first. I'll probably do a little five piece. We'll see. That'd be super dope. Little hell yeah. A quick little EP. Fuck yeah. At the talk box, I definitely jam it. Mm. Now, uh, one thing I did take away from you, you like a lot of two part songs, which is pretty uh, yeah. dope. I, yeah. I definitely love the two part song. <laughs> I definitely respect this. So I'm like, ah, I pick up a lot of things mm-hmm. just from different. I'm like, you like two part songs, mm-hmm. which I definitely respect, man. So, 
who else from the city are you looking to work with, producer-wise, artist-wise? Who, who you looking to work with, Tino? So I'm actually planning a Boom Bap EP with uh, Bill Fires. Mm. And this guy, he is like old head. And that's why I fuck with him because he gets it. <laughs> and he does, you know, all like like the alchemist, like the soul chops, bro. This guy, and he's he can he's consistent. He just never stops working. Right. He's just consistently and constantly like working and, and crate digging and finding stuff and and producing and and pushing himself. He really we had our talks about like you know marketing and stuff like that. This guy is on it, and he worked a, a lot with this other artist called Too Quick. What's up, Too? And we out here just um, honestly like communicating and, you know, kind of building that artist producer relationship. So I plan to release a, a Boom Bap EP with him soon. Uh, other producers I really want to work with. Um, well, I don't know any producers right off the top, but I definitely want to work with some friends I haven't worked with. B-Val Oh, Dio Kuma We still have shit that we want to do mm. uh, Lakita Valon um, Mecca Mecca Susan Carroll would be tight Susan's, Susan can sing I don't know if you listen listen to Susan You about to put me on You should you about to put she's, me fucking, on. she's really good she's a, uh, She can play guitar and she can sing mm. Yeah, she's dope and I know there's other fucking people, dude. Uh, we've talked about it so many times. I know there's people like, yes, come on. Uh, Frankie in the Psychosphere, he's got a beautiful voice. Uh, I don't know if I can say this, but I did some talk box work and some vocal work for Cam Franklin. Mm. When that's coming out, mm. I don't know. But it's it's there. We did it's it. We, we locked it in. So it's there. Yeah, <laughs> it's on him now. Yeah, yeah. I, can't you know Cam? I know but from I know the, the suffers. Music. I know the music. Yes, yes. Oh my god. I know the music. Ugh. I don't know him person, but know know the music. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's insane. She's crazy. It's um, camera cult. Let's do something. They're they're list. They're on right now. These guys. See. Yeah. Love them. From the city. Yes. You about to put me I like the way this already starting off mm -hmm. And then so this is um, It's the PK Fire remix That is uh, His name's Tony But he's really fucking This is a monster So Yeah uh, Yeah There's so many different talented artists From the city of Houston That you might not know of Just like Tino putting me on this right here I did not know they were from the city Couldn't tell they're from the city. They got their own sound, just like Tino. Mm -hmm. Got his own sound. Definitely should definitely should check out Colorful. Definitely go back and jam the older projects as well. They're on SoundCloud. Go to Bandcamp. Support your local artists for sure. You got any merch coming with this uh, project? Yeah, I'm working on some enamel pins. <laughs> they're little. They're little homies. They look like me, but as a homie, I have a friend who um, Jess. What's up? She, I put out like a quick little art contest. I was like, "Hey, who could do this? You get to listen to the album before anyone else." Smart. And, yeah. So, um, she like she sketched something up real quick, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's me! I'm a homie!" And then I was like, "All right, here you go." And then she, excuse me, she painted it. Uh, I scanned it to the computer, and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna make some pins." But I definitely, golly, no, you <laughs> gassy. <laughs> but yeah, so I wanna, um, I wanna make some shirts. I wanna do some like different shirts you know i had the the gym shirts if anybody's listening you know you got until tuesday to order that hoe because i'm gonna start a whole new line so i don't know what it's gonna be yet but it's gonna look cool so there it is i got that, always that always great yeah got <laughs> i got it i got it parked in my fucking savings right now smart man <laughs> yeah. i was like i'm gonna have work. to act broke for a little bit <laughs> sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make mm -hmm. it happen and make it shape always Man, before we get out of here, Tino, man, you got any shout outs where people can reach out and listen to your music and follow you and all the good stuff? For sure. All right. I'll start with me. So uh, <laughs> uh, Twitter, Instagram is really Uncle Tino, like the word really, like R-E-A-L-Y, uh, Uncle Tino. If you can't spell Uncle Tino, then you probably couldn't have spelled MC I Can Rhyme either. But so it's. U-N-C-L-E-T-I-N-O T-I-N-O T-I-N-O And then uh, I just want to shout out One Chris For 
being patient with me throughout all this album. Uh, Drew for one, being a sick ass musician and one of my best friends. Uh, Lily for being so cooperative and patient and patient and patient because I'm all over the place. <laughs> and and uh, Trill Wavy for sure um, for just hopping on and being such a good fucking spirit. Just such a, a good vibe all the time and having one of the best best fucking just I don't know man he's just he's a good fucking dude right this guy has a vibe he is a vibe and um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh slow king for producing black out of nowhere and Isaac oh, for laying some keys on like uh thank you to everybody who recorded it there was a few people Kang Shout out Kang Shout out Kang He gonna touch this He gonna mix this Yeah My buddy Cha Shout out Nick For letting me record uh, Produce at his place one day <laughs> Shout out my buddy Cha um, He recorded Blue Or he recorded like half of it I don't know man I got shout outs left and right I could I could go To the block and back To honestly With these shout outs What's your social? Oh you gave your socials? Yeah I already gave those out you And then you everything? can follow me Spotify uh, iTunes Uncle Tino yeah, I make sure everybody get get their plugs in. Yeah, for sure. And then, okay, so <laughs> we're gonna go back to the features. Uh, so Drew, oh, that's my jam. Drew, you can follow him at A N D R E S M I S H K A. So that's Andres Mishka. And then Lily, of course, Madam Lily is at L I double L Y. A-V-I-A-N-A So that's L-I-L-L-Y-A-V-I-A-N-A And Trill Wavy If y'all can't spell Trill Wavy I swear to God So it's T-R-I-L-L-W-A-V-Y W W <laughs> Hey man Shout all your peoples out Whenever you come up here I love it And Slow King S-L-W-K-N-G there you go. If you can't spell slow king, then I don't and know. And I, I don't remember everybody else's ad at the top of my head. I'm sorry, guys. I love y'all. We still love <laughs> Man, as always, man, we appreciate Uncle Tino coming through and stopping by and sitting with us with episode for episode 88, man. As always, follow us everywhere. Well, follow me everywhere. I'm so used to saying us. Follow me everywhere. One-on-one with Germ on Twitter. It's just W-T-H with Germ. They was tripping on Twitter with the long name. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram and everywhere else. One on one with Germ. One on one with Germ. W I T H. You can't spell Latino symptom. I don't know what to tell you, man. You got some dope artists like Tino that we should interview. You got something that needs to be shouted out, sponsored on the show. Send them my way. Two Westboys at gmail.com. That's the number two. W E S S B O Y Z at gmail.com, man. And as always, before we get out of here, just remember, stay positive, smile, and blessings will manifest. It's episode 89. We gone.